Win Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. This is the North Pole. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the snow? Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite, okay? Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. Time for the announcement. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. Is that you, Tyler, after a couple of whiskeys in uh, Colorado Springs or wherever you were I, on, uh, in the sled? I think I reenacted that exact scene, so <laughs> turns out, yes, Sunday afternoon, that was me. Let me ask you a question. Does it feel like Christmas to you? Uh, that I'm running late and I still have to buy a few more gifts? Yes, that's what Christmas <laughs> feels like to me. You get off. You, you and your wife don't even exchange uh, gifts, right? What a dream uh, scenario. Yeah, there's a uh, – I fall into the trap every single year. Yeah, if that's what you're referring to. Man. Of course. So you, don't have, so you don't have to buy gifts for your wife, correct? Well – You buy something for yourself instead? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I don't buy anything for myself. Uh, we usually just buy stuff for our son, which is, I think, perhaps coming to an end to some degree. I've got a friend, and he does not, he's got two kids, does not get his kids any Christmas presents at all, zero, none. They take a they take a family vacation at or around Christmas as everyone's Christmas present. Wait, I how, kinda like that idea. Well, of course you like it, yeah. I mean you get a vacation out of it and the kid doesn't get uh-huh. any gifts. That's a crap situation for the kid. Where where do they normally go? I I don't know. I think they go to like this year they went down to Key West. Yeah, that's had a great time. How how old's this kid? My friend, he's the same age as me. No, 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 no. How how old's the kid that he doesn't buy gifts for? He's got two two kids. They're probably his daughter is, gosh, I think the same age as my son. So probably like nine and seven. And they they seriously they get zero gifts from their parents. Yeah, just zero. A trip. And they don't even care. Don't even care. Are you sure? Uh, Are you sure yeah. that they don't care? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. They don't have a choice but to not care, right? Because it ain't happening. I think this I mean, kids all are it is pissed. is a bunch of plastic, cheap junk that gets played with for maybe 24, 48 hours, anyways, and then gets tossed into a closet. You know how it is. Come I on, know man. exactly how it is, but that's the perspective from an adult that drops thousands on Christmas. To the kids that actually don't get any presents there, that's that's a tough draw. Twenty one years yeah. old, that might be a sweet deal, but. For someone who's seven, eight, nine years old, that's that's rough. Well, I, feel bad. I think it's it's prob it would probably be a rough transition if you're used to getting presents uh, every Christmas. But if you've never had them, then it's not that tough of a transition at all. I guess Fair I point. don't know. 
Sounds great to me is all I'm saying. I've got a handful of college football programs that have recently, maybe they've strung together some really nice years consecutively, or maybe it was just kind of a, you know, here was one random year, but there was a lot of hope. Let's decide if it's over moving forward for these college football programs. And how I'm defining over is not necessarily if they'll win another national championship, but the best days that they've had in this past decade, are those going to be far gone here moving forward? Are are they going to resemble the same program when they were at their height here recently? I think you kind of get the drill. Yeah. Let's start with uh, maybe the most obvious one. The Clemson Tigers out of the ACC, or at least the ACC for now. Is it over? Um, I don't think it's over. I don't think it's over, but I don't see them being a, a, a top five team year after year. I, it's, I don't know that... They're not going to recapture that magic for that run they were on for about five years, if that's what you mean. But I don't think they're they're going away. They're going to continue to be a top 25 program. Well, I think they'll definitely be a top yeah. 25 program, but I, I definitely think it's over for Clemson. Um, the deficit, what do you mean? Well, the deficit that they're about to be operating against with the other power programs, that's why Florida State is trying to hurry out know, of the man. ACC. But here, I think if – Here's my biggest thing with Clemson and why I think it's over for them is the approach by the head coach, man. It's very anti-portal. It's very anti-NIL. What was their recruiting class? It was 12 this year. Okay, so that's not bad. It just, I don't know, man, the approach by them. And I'm not saying that you have to go full in on NIL and transfer portal. I wouldn't want the head coach around here to do that. But you've at least got to embrace it a little bit, and it feels like he doesn't want to embrace it at all. So I, yeah. I, I think it's definitely moving downhill for Clemson. Well, okay. And I think he's a good coach, and I think he does a lot of good things. But if he continues to, to not make it a part of what they do, and they continue to lose, he ain't going to be there very long. Well, I wouldn't think so. So... If that's what the fan base wants and they want to be competitive, I mean, he was challenged pretty hard this year and he had a great comeback on it, but those calls are going to be overwhelming if they have another season like they had this year. The Ohio State University. Three consecutive losses now to Michigan, but they've been really good outside that game. Won a title less than 10 years ago. But with the way things are headed for Ohio State and the losses to Michigan – is it over for them? No. No, no, no. It's not over for them. Ohio State this year um, tried to bring down the Michigan program uh, by legal means and uh, by trying to uh, put together a sign-stealing dossier to bring the program down, and they're in the playoff, Okay. So that didn't work. Next year, I'm sure they'll have an assassination attempt on Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> uh, it's going to, they're going to become more and more desperate until they get back on top of the Big Ten. 
Ohio State's not going anywhere. They just signed the number one overall player in the 2024 class. Now, I know that's a wide receiver, and they haven't struggled at that position. They've struggled at others. But are they having a tough time beating Michigan? Yes. Are they having a tough time beating every other team in the Big Ten? No. That's that's coming quite easy for them. So, at worst, they'll be the second-best team in the Big Ten moving forward. Um, they got to get over the Michigan hump, but I don't. I don't think that they're dead just yet. I will say that it's kind of hard to project what the future holds for the Big Ten because there's a lot of programs that have have been pretty competitive, like not not top ten teams, but solid top twenty five teams. I take Penn State for example. Who's who's been right there, fringe top ten the last couple of years, and had some nice opportunities. I, they really don't qualify. I'm talking more about the West. I, but even Ohio State and Michigan, their schedules are about to become way more difficult in the future. Whenever they start, oh yeah. I mean, for a while now, it's divisions. been maybe Wisconsin's good, maybe, and yeah. maybe Ohio State has to go to Wisconsin, but clearly not every year. Really, Ohio State, for a while, it's been a two-game schedule. Yeah. Penn State and Michigan. and That's going to change. pretty soundly beaten Penn State here uh, recently. Yeah, next year they are at Oregon, at mm. Penn State. Okay, so they got a, they got a decent draw with the new Big Ten teams. Um, got Michigan at home, but that's three. Yeah, but the at Oregon game, that's going to be – that'll be difficult. Yeah. I mean, it's at least it's a three-game season now, not a two-game season. Correct. Oregon, by the way, man, jeez. Um, still got to play Washington. We'll see how good they are next year. At Wisconsin in November. At Michigan in November. Ohio State at home. At UCLA. At Oregon State. We'll see how good they are. Yeah, Oregon's mm. got a tough schedule next year. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go uh, Pac-12, Big Ten. They had one good year. They had a Heisman winner. USC, 7-5 and five season, about to be 7-6. and six. Is it over? Um. Well, I don't know that it was ever necessarily back. They had one good year on a really light uh, schedule, lost their bowl game to Tulane. Uh, but, yeah, it's over. It's over in a big, dramatic way. I'd be interested to hear the opposite side to a reason why it's not over and that they're going to be okay moving forward. But I didn't really feel like anyone has an answer to that. I mean, what was their recruiting class? I mean, fringe top twenty-five, top twenty. Yeah, well, on twenty-four-seven, they had the number eighteen recruiting class, no five stars. Number eighteen recruiting class, no five stars, and no longer have the best player in college football to make everyone look better. Correct, and a lot of good young pieces that they had um, gone as well in the portal. Yeah. I mean, I'm open to hearing the other side of the USC argument. I think that's a good point. Is that well, in reality, it was never really going to, really never really going to begin with. But if anyone's got a reason as to why it won't be as bad as we all think it is, by all means, I just I, I can't find one. Yeah, and I, I'm just scanning their recruiting class. I mean, there looks like I mean, there's some good looking players on here. Um, there is, but I. I don't know, man. I'm. I do not feel good about the. Now, I think he did make a couple of good hires on the defensive side, 
they got UCLA's defensive coordinator. He's done a really good job. And making that hire from North Dakota State is is pretty good. We'll see what happens, but, I mean, I, it at least feels like maybe Lincoln is not panicked but knows that he's going to have to change his operation. Uh, he better. Yeah. He better know that. Uh, all right, two more. Now, the bar for this one is considerably different than any of the three previous programs mentioned, but they didn't make the playoff this year, man. Georgia, is it over? Um, well, yeah, the bar is different. I don't think it's over. I think they're going to be, I mean, they got there by by being really well coached, disciplined, tough, and incredibly talented. None of those things have changed. The only thing that's changed is they dropped a game to a really good Alabama team in the SEC championship. I mean, I, I'm I'm not going to predict the demise of Georgia. Now, that changes if Kirby Smart leaves and heads to the National Football League, as some have suggested. I don't know that he does that, but um, I, got, I would that, say I mean, no. I have a hard time seeing that him going to the I NFL. Do too. I I don't. I mean, they just had the number one recruiting class again this year: four or five yeah. stars, twenty-four stars, according to twenty-four-seven Sports. Uh, Kirby Smart will win another national championship at Georgia. Will he ever go back to back again? Next year. Um, with Carson Beck coming back, they they may be the, the favorite next year. Yeah. Kirby Smart will win another national championship. Maybe they don't win back to back, but it's it's not over there because they will continue to have number one recruiting classes here moving forward. If if yeah. not number one, they'll be in in the top two, top three every single year. All right, last one. Fourteen conference championships since two thousand. Moving into a new conference. Oklahoma. Is it over? No. No. Not over. Not over. Um, honestly, uh, when it comes to, when you look at the wave, we are, we're trending in the right direction. We're about to, uh, we're about to head into a really, really nice run, I think, at Oklahoma. And that's optimistic. I get it. I understand. There's there's a lot up in the air, but you know we made it through our winter, I believe, and you know this is the this this year is kind of the start of spring, and I think we're about to have a nice nice little run. Things look good. The future's bright. Outstanding young quarterback. We're going to have a really good defense next year. Next year will be the best defense that Oklahoma has had in well over a decade. Maybe since 2009. I, I hope yep. that's the case. Um, sprinkle in some other really good players. A, a good, strong schedule that's going to get the fan base really into it. I think we are – I think we're in, in a really good spot. So we talked earlier about, okay, OU's gotten an SEC bump in recruiting. But have they gotten the full SEC bump, or will that happen even more so once they're actually playing SEC games? No, I, it's gonna. It'll I, be more so. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's kind of my point. I can get down with that. All right. Yeah. So they haven't really got. They've gotten an SEC bump, but not the full SEC bump. Well, let's look at what the recruiting class is this year. The signing day that just happened on Wednesday. Well, Georgia had a better class. Texas had a better class. Alabama had a better class, and that's it according to rivals. 
So without the full SEC bump just yet, OU still had the fourth highest ranked class in the SEC at the number seven overall class. So I said Georgia's not done because of the players that they continue to get year in and year out. Well, this staff has proven that they can recruit. You can question this staff about other things, fine, but you can't really question them about how good they are as a recruiting staff. And if number seven's a good class, they were top five last year. And with the full SEC bump, what does that look like? I don't know, but it's not going to look any worse. OU will continue to get enough talent to be relevant in the SEC. I don't, I don't worry about that. Yeah. Are they going to well, win 14 conference championships in 23 years? Probably not, but this isn't, it's not going to roll and die all of a sudden. No, I, I don't think so. And, you know, there's going to be plenty of arguments the other way, like we'll become the next Maryland or whoever it, we're supposed to be. But, you know, here's the, here's the thing. We've got – we've signed consecutive and maybe even more than that, good recruiting classes. We've got a good group of, of young talent on our football team. We're going to have a nice mix of veteran talent on our team next year. Um, The real key to getting over the hump and instead of being the, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Texas, then Oklahoma in recruiting, I fully believe that we have a chance to stand toe-to-toe with those schools if you beat them on the football field. Right. Yeah. If, if you can beat them on the football field, then I think the sky is the absolute limit. And you know, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. We'll see what happens. I there's a chance, and, and maybe it's not next year, but maybe the year after that, we have the best quarterback in the in the SEC. That was my point. It's going to help if you really have a dude at quarterback here in the first yeah. couple of years. You got the best quarterback in the SEC over the next couple of years, then, and you combine that with what we've got going defensively, hey, I think things look really good. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on here from Riverwind Casino. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Life is yours to spend. Spend. That provides funding and guidance for promising under-the-radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU Innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. We've tried to get in the holiday spirit with a Bad Santa movie clip and an Elf movie clip. I guess that's the holiday spirit for this show anyway. We can attempt to do so this segment text line if you would like, 405-651-3439. Under the radar radar Christmas movie, under the radar Christmas song. You guys can send that in and we can make some uh, some football talk. I like that. I like that. None of these are under the radar, but my top three would look like, in no particular order, Bad Santa, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation. Uh, Bad Santa, 100%. Home Alone, 100%. Christmas Vacation is like, it's almost the default answer. It is the default answer, but it's also the right answer. And I'll probably end up right back 
there with that one. I just got to give it a little thought. It may, you may be right, though, flat out. You have an under-the-radar uh, Christmas movie? <sighs> 918 says Deck of the Halls is an under-the-radar movie. Brad from Shawnee says It's a Wonderful Life. Cruton Therapist says Arthur Christmas. Uh, 918 says Fred Claus. LaDonna agrees Christmas Vacation, hands down. What's Fred Claus? On some of these, I can't remember what is they Fred are. Is Fred Claus the Tim Allen movie? I feel like that's what it is. Take that one's pretty good, right? Sean says Jingle All the Way. I believe that's the Arnold Schwarzenegger um, <laughs> Christmas movie <laughs> where he tries to get Turbo Man for his, for his kid. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. I think oh, that man. I think that could be very under the radar just to yeah. sit back and smile at Arnold yelling, get the Turbo Man. I think Jingle All the Way is a very good under-the-radar selection. What's the one um, with the uh, the Red Rider BB gun? Dude, really? Is that, the, is that a Christmas story? Yeah, come, yeah, Teddy. That one's pretty good. Well, I was just thinking the name of it, man. <laughs> Fred Claus on, is, cut me some slack. Fred Claus is Vince Vaughn. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Four Christmases from the 580. That's a sleeper. That one is pretty good as well. I think that one also has Vince Vaughn in it, I think. Really? Uh, Jay in Tulsa says Elf. Man, I think Elf is – I didn't have it in my top three, but it's it's like right there in the next group. It's pretty good. It's, Elf's pretty good. Now, is the new one with him and um, uh, Ryan Reynolds any good? There's a new Elf with, with Ryan Reynolds? No, 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 no. It's not an Elf, but it's, it's uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. What is it? Oh gosh, I can't think of the name of it. I don't know. I'll, I'll have but to. I'll have it to looks check pretty funny. Out. I'll have to check that out. Man, text line's going crazy right now. Um, some are saying, "Really, Teddy? You had to think about a Christmas story? What's the one oh, with on. the Red Rider?" I agree, guys. Give me a break. Um, Die Hard. I know that's always one. It's a good Christmas movie. Yeah, get the text line going with that one, please. <sighs> Next year, you you're gonna like, say, next year you're going to say Lethal Weapon 1, I'm sure, as your other favorite one. I kind of like The Grinch, man. The Jim Carrey version of it? Yeah. That really, is, any that of is in, the versions. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the Jim Carrey one, which, God, it's been out 23 years now. I think it was released in 2000. Yeah. Um, doesn't feel that long for whatever reason. That is in the next – that's on the next group with me. That's Tier 2 right there with the Elf. But, I'm, dude, it, it's close, man. It's real close. Yeah. Yeah. I like the old um what I don't even know what it's called. They used to play it on network TV every year. It's almost like the the um like the anime like the weird looking anime like the clay uh, like animation. The Rudolph, yeah, I think it's just yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. Yeah, you had like I think there was a couple of different uh, versions, or not versions, but stories in the movie, but that one was good, and the Charlie Brown, dude. Charlie Brown Christmas. You yeah. know, we, um, LaDonna says don't diss a Christmas story. I'm not dissing it. I'm dissing it that Teddy didn't immediately know what it was. That's what I'm dissing yeah. here. Not dissing yeah. it. That's my wife's favorite uh, Christmas movie. I bet we watch it tomorrow night. So, we do this every single Friday during football season, and hopefully we do it uh, in the new year moving forward. And, it, and this segment gets good interaction by the text line. 
under the radar player for the following week, under the radar player for. The, yeah, I, I've never seen this segment get as many texts as it's getting right now. I, yeah. it's and I'll try to roll through several here, but I'm not even gonna get to half. Brad from Shawnee, Polar Express is a good one. J Dub Sooner, Lethal Weapon. Um, Jim and Arlington, Santa Claus is coming to town. That's the name of it. Here's a Jack Frost. Dallas Bill says, freaking die hard, the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Cruton Therapist says, Christmas with the cranks. Uh, Zane says, you know what else is under the radar? Gremlins. Eric in, the o- yeah. Eric in the OC says, Gremlins. Cherokee Sooner says, Tokyo Drift. There's just a sample <laughs> of what's, what's going on right now. Gremlins is a good one. And, okay, it's funny. Whenever you were saying lethal weapon, I was thinking, uh, People are just thinking Die Hard and messing that up. And then I forgot Mel Gibson's selling the cocaine in the little Christmas tree yep. uh, park uh-huh. in the opening scene, right? Definitely. Yeah. And, and for a lot of people in Missouri, that scene really hit home as that's what Christmas <laughs> is really like. They're like, yeah. And, no, and nowhere else, no other no other state, Teddy, do they think it's a Christmas movie, but it's so lifelike in Missouri, they say, yeah, Lethal Weapon. Not only is it a Christmas movie, it's the favorite up there. It is. That's great. I'm telling you, though, Home Alone. Uh, Dude, Marv, maybe, Marv is amazing in that in that movie. Oh, man. It may be the best ten minutes in cinematic history is <laughs> when they're going through the house. And the scream that he lets out when that tarantula's on his yeah. face is just I think, uh, the best thing ever. I think I have the audio clip of that somewhere. But Yeah, I think I had you play did. it one year. I mean, just individual characters in Christmas movies. Now, it seems like we might have different tastes than most people, but Marv and Home Alone's got, I mean, that's, oh, that's man. that could be number one for me. He's amazing. Daniel Stern is, oh, yeah. Name, yeah. And he was great. That baseball movie that he was in was hilarious, too. Hot yeah. Ice. It's the best of both worlds. Rookie of the you Year. Melt the you ice. heat up the ice cubes. <laughs> it's locked in the clubhouse. And then, of course, uh, Ed, Ed, Eddie and uh, Christmas Vacation. Got to be in the oh, top yeah. three for characters as well. That's good stuff. All right, let's hit a quick break. More from The Rush coming up. We'll hit a couple of things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. Nobody covers your team like the ref. If it's Sooner News and talk you want, it's right here all season long. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network, KREF.com, and worldwide on the KREF app. There are trucks, then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued roof. Call All-American Roofing today. All-American Roofing has been repairing and replacing roofs for over 40 years and is a second-generation locally-owned roofing company. They are also a Google-guaranteed contractor and offer free inspections. Our roofers are GAF Master Elite contractors with a BBB A-plus rating. Call All-American Roofing today at 405-787-0400. All-American Roofing, the best roofing company in Oklahoma. 405-787-0400. What caught Teddy's eye brought to you by Yala Gosney Law. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at Yala Gosney Law. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. That's Yala Gosney Law at 405 800 8080. 405 800 8080. And before we get to story number one, 
<sighs> Shame on us for not uh, staying on for about two more minutes in that last segment because what do we always say? When we ask a semi-serious question, we get semi-serious answers for the first two minutes. Uh-huh. And then after that, it's just a clown show after. Uh, in terms of underrated Christmas movies, we got Baywatch, Silent Night, Part 1. Uh, <laughs> Ernest Saves Christmas, Star Wars Holiday oh, yeah. Special, and a lot of others there. But uh, Go ahead. Story number one is. I forgot all of the uh, Ernest Goes to Camp and Ernest Saves. What a weird era of, uh, of movies and television that was. Uh, did you see the Colorado recruit? That had the um, the gun on the table yes. in the background. Jeez, man! How about that? New commit, uh, Chidozi Nwankwo. What, what was he a commit or a signee? Or I guess signee. Sorry. Um, in and in, in the video, he's on I guess what Instagram Live or something like that. He's got a there's a pistol sitting on the table in the background. So. Uh, Pretty interesting. I thought that that was uh, very funny and kind of fitting for for Colorado recently. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of good momentum going on nope. there at Colorado. And just to tie into that a little bit, I saw this uh, being passed around on Twitter a little bit. So the Big Twelve without Oklahoma and Texas. So Oklahoma, Texas, obviously now in the SEC, the average rank. For the for a class in the SEC is number seventeen, right? And the lowest ranked class in the SEC is Vanderbilt at number forty, which would be the fourth best recruiting class in the Big Twelve. Yep. The average rank for a Big Twelve recruiting class is fifty three. Colorado is the lowest at ninety eight. Tech was the highest at 23, and you've got everyone else kind of scattered in there. Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, who are some of your, uh, you know, your your better teams. They're all in the 50s and 60s. TCU just missed out of the the top 30 there at 31, and UCF is is creeping up. And you and I both agree that UCF is going to see uh, a big boost down there. It could be a dangerous team moving forward. They're at number 32. They were the third best recruiting class moving forward. So. Interesting stuff there in the Big 12. Um, but are you surprised by any of that? I'm, no. I'm not. No, no. It's just it becomes more glaringly obvious without Oklahoma and Texas up there in the top ten typically, and, and you're able to say, well, you know, the Big 12 had however to- however many top 25 recruiting classes. Well, now it was one, Texas Tech. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the last thing I got is – a funny story, and I guess maybe I should save this funny story for next segment. It would probably be a little bit better. I was going to do it here, but let's get to yours. Okay. And, how many yeah. times – I'll start here, and hopefully this isn't where you're going to go. How many times have you heard a story, read a story, whatever, of someone having an incredible drinking feat, and while reflecting on that day, they use the quote, I was stupid? That happens quite a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Australian cricket great David Boone is saying, quote, I was stupid after in 1989, I guess from a flight from Australia to England, mm-hmm. he had uh, he drank 52 beers on that flight with the team. Dang. <laughs> the man himself has in the past described 
Uh, other teammates describe it as a fairy tale. 52 beers! I'm sure that's a long flight from England to Australia, but man, that's like Wade Boggs level uh, story there. Jeez. That's crazy. That's like a Andre the Giant story where he would drink like 100 beers a night or something crazy like that. Um, that's nuts. And I don't know, is that flight long enough to drink 26, pass out for a little while, drink, wake up and drink 26 more? I think that's the move, yeah. Just hear the dog Dang. whenever you wake up. Just go about it that Dude, way. That is like, at, there's a point, yeah, there's sometimes where the beers are going down nice. They're going down smooth. They're going down fast. Uh, things are good. But you always hit this like wall. Where it's like drinking sandpaper, you know, like you can't even force anything else down. If you buy me a flight next week from OKC to San Antonio nonstop, I'll try to drink 52 Pacificos and see if it's possible. Probably about an hour and 15 minute flight. I'll I'll attempt it. That would be brutal. That's crazy. 52, huh? Nice. Pretty insane. Uh, Okay, if you haven't seen it, it's on our Twitter page at KREF Sports, on our Facebook page. Uh, the ref on Sports Talk, it uh, or excuse me, the ref Sports Radio. It's there's an awesome video of I guess Brian Bosworth was on Peyton's Places, the show yeah. by uh, with Peyton Manning that he hosts and goes around the country and does some unique fun things. And in the video in the show, Peyton dresses up as the boss. Uh, his character in the movie Stone Cold, and they're selling T-shirts outside of a Denver Broncos football game. It's actually really nice. funny and really cool. But yeah, apparently I, they get into, you know, the whole Boz thing, some other things throughout his career. I, I haven't watched the entire episode. I've seen some some snippets of it there. But it yeah. looks like Peyton, as he does with most things, did a really good job with it. That's that's cool that Boz was included in that. No, that's cool. And, um, you know, that's just another thing that I, I feel like is it's, it's good advertisement good marketing for oklahoma football right now um plenty of that stuff going on that's good yeah okay so pete thamel who you will see on college game day quite a bit he's (laughs) espn's college football reporter he he has identified a player as potentially the face of college football moving forward and i like the kid I, i i'm still shocked that he thinks it might be him Avery Johnson at Kansas State, the freshman quarterback from this past year. Pete Thamel is so high on him, he thinks he could potentially be the face of the sport here in the next two years. Wow. What, is, what does that even mean? I, like, He's so dynamic. He's so exciting to watch that. Thinks the QB in Manhattan, Kansas could be the face of the sport. Which, wow. That's, that's great. He is fun. He is exciting. He does have a chance to have a great career. It's just... Sorry, it's hard to be the face of the sport when you play for Kansas State. Well, I have they ever? I don't know that they've ever had the face of the sport. Uh, that's that's fascinating. I don't know. I'm 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 willing to wait and see. I do think Kansas State is they're making some moves and they've got got a couple of potential things in the works that that are going to help them out. So that's big time. Do you see uh, Ole Miss basketball, what they're ranked or what their record is? Remember, Chris Beard is at Ole Miss now. He got fired I, at Texas. Ole Miss hired him. Dude, they're one of the, what, three undefeated teams left. They're 11-0 and on the season. Wow. 
How about that? Now, they really and, haven't played anyone up to this point. Um, I don't even know if they've beaten a ranked opponent, but a name that was very familiar around here when talking college hoops, be it at Tech, at Texas, uh, he took Tech to a national championship game. Yeah. He had Texas rolling when he was down there, got fired, and then now he's at Ole Miss. That was a highly controversial hire, and he's got him in the top 25 his first year in 11-0 starts. That's pretty wild. Yeah, he can coach now, and Ole Miss feel, it feels like they're one of those programs right now where the money's flowing. They're making moves, and like you know, they've been kind of they haven't really ever been good at basketball. Like um, they're probably feel like this is our opportunity. If we're ever going to do it, we can do it right now. We can hire a, a really good coach uh, at a discount and start putting together players. You know, NIL deals and stuff and make some moves. And, wow, we'll see what happens. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Stay tuned. Nobody covers your team like the ref. If it's Sooner news and talk you want, it's right here all season long. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network, KREF.com, and worldwide on the KREF app. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you the sour of the rush. I know you want to get to uh, something this segment. Let me read this text first from uh, Las Vegas Sooner. Wishing you gentlemen a Merry Christmas. I thoroughly enjoy the show throughout the year. Hoping my Christmas miracle will be my daughter choosing OU over several schools out west. Mm. Should know this weekend. If so, coming back home more often. Booma. Nice. Wish you the best of luck. I hope that happens. Yeah, I do too. Hopefully, you uh, you're able to make a campus visit every weekend in the fall. Is your crystal That's ball awesome. is your crystal ball prediction for OU to be the pick here? I'm. Are you leaning UNLV? I'm ready to make a crystal ball prediction. Leaning OU, absolutely, hundred percent. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Good. What's, um, what's yeah? What's the story you got? So, I had a call yesterday. Um, and it was interesting. I did not know this. Now, some people may know this. I did not. There's actually a movie that is been, uh, like, the script is written. I mean, they're still making some, some final touches to the story and stuff like that. Um, they're interviewing a bunch of people, like players and coaches. They're making a movie of the 2000... National Championship season. Seriously? Yeah, it's wow. called Destin. Oh, cool. Destin? Destin? Destin. Okay. And nice. A I think like a, a big production company has has picked it up. Like they're in the early steps of this thing. They just, you know, um the ball is rolling though. They've already cleared like what appears to be a massive hurdle by having this production company pick it up. Who in this production company? They don't pick things up and it not turn into something uh, typically. So that's where it is. Now they have to do some funding and stuff. They're trying to do some crowdsource funding, but nice. I'll tell you, 
you will love this exchange. So we're talking about like the season, and he's asking me some questions about the season just to kind of get a bunch of different perspectives about some of the events that are going to be in the movie. And like one of the events that was in the movie, like because there's a couple of major points throughout the 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 season, and he was kind of asking me some of those. Well, one of them was, and he brought this up. I think one, I, don't, I can't remember who the the person that he had interviewed had brought it up, but they were talking about. Or he mentioned the block yes, punt at I Kansas State, <laughs> and. I said, yeah, that one was my fault. And he's like, what do you mean? I was shocked by it. He's like, what do you mean your fault? Uh, it's like, yeah, like I, I'm the one that missed the block that had that you know caused the the touchdown. And he's like, oh, like tell me about like what what happened. And kind of go through the story. And he's asking like, well, what was that like? What was it like going to the sideline? Hey, Teddy, what I, was it like? Get yeah, the pump what was block. It like? Get the pump block. Um, so after all that, he's like, hey, like, I think that is something that we need to add into the movie. I so agree. Oh, my gosh. Put it in the trailer. Oklahoma yeah, and- has a commanding lead in the fourth until, and they show the block punt. Right. Yes. He, so he's like, oh well, my I gosh. mean, yeah, would, is that like, over? are you okay with that? I was like, not only am I okay with it, <laughs> i I prefer that if you have the chance that you do it. What's best for the show? Oh, my God, would that be what's best for I the know. show? If it so, was a major part and it was in the trailer. Right. And I just, uh, the first thing I thought of is like, oh, my gosh, Tyler is going to yeah. absolutely love that. Two things so, that are best for the show, that being a major part, and then you being cast in the movie as Rocky Calmus. <laughs> Those are my two wishes. <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, I just i I could not help but I was just dying inside laughing. That it's of course it's it's the it's the play that will never die. And at this point, I'm happy about that. I there's nothing there could be nothing better than. Like that to turn into like a major point in the movie, dude. Hilarious. It, hey, you call that guy back this top of the hour segment, and you tell him if he needs extras, if he needs extras like a, a an OU fan in Manhattan after that, I'll yell out, "Get that bum ass fifty four out of there!" <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll do that role for this movie if they need oh that. Oh my gosh! But that is so cool. Funny. They're making a movie for that team. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, um, and I. At some point, we need to have him on the show and just kind of lay out like the whole process and what's going on and and how people can be a part of it because you know they they have to come up with this initial funding to, that really gets the ball rolling. Like they've been okay through the production company and everything, but they have to fund this initial part. And uh, whenever they get that going, then off off we go. Man. So well, we may have just figured out content for next hour. Uh, cast current actors as players on the 2000 team for this movie. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that he mentioned that he thought would be really cool is uh, like some of the football players and the extras and stuff that aren't playing the acting roles be the current guys on the OU football team, which would be awesome. Uh, All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour here from Riverwind is next.